1: Welcome to the Attacking Scrum podcast, the first pod of 2018, so big Happy New Year to all of our listeners, hope the hangovers aren't too bad and uh, even if they are, hopefully this leaves you on your way back into the working week, the start of a new year. Uh, So much rugby to review on this episode and uh, we've got some more derbies to look forward to as well, so that's all coming up um, as you listen to, to this edition of the Attacking Scrum. As usual, a big thank you to our sponsors, So Coffee Trades, which is the coffee company set up by Scott Otton, the uh, the Ospreys hooker. And as well as getting on in the last uh, few games, Scott took the time to send a few freebies over the, over the festive period as well, which is good of him. And uh, I have say, if you like your coffee, you won't be disappointed, so make sure you do check out socoffeetrades.co.uk. And a man who loves a freebie himself, Dan Killick,
0: alongside me once again. Happy New Year, Dan. Happy New Year, Jed. I haven't seen any of this coffee yet, mind. No, you haven't. Well, well, I'd be sent home with a few, would I?
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is, the we've beans. we've gone back to the evening, the evening recording for this week, so it didn't seem appropriate to be having a a coffee at nine o'clock at night. No, I'd so be up for days. You would be up for days. So uh, yeah, we've not done it that time, but you know, you dust out the old cafetiere, mate, and we'll uh, we'll bring it <laughs> round. You know, <laughs> yeah. of course, you, you know, you you put so much into sorting this sponsorship deal out that uh,
0: it's, it's only right, uh, isn't it? There oh, we are.
1: There we are, look, there we go. Um how was your Christmas?
0: It was uh yeah, yeah. It was it was eventful. The the girls have been ill for um for the the best part of it. Um so I'm wondering whether I can still be yours tonight actually. <laughs> we'll get the spare. we'll get the spare bed made up for you. I don't need the spare bed, I'll be, be happy on the uh on the sofa down there. Yeah, hell on earth has been really. Oh, jeez. I hope Victoria's not listening, but um, yeah, oh, hasn't been, find, hasn't been, You'll find out soon enough. Yeah, it hasn't been the best. Hasn't been the best, but um, you walk out to a very frosty
1: reception. If, yeah, uh, I'll if, definitely be back if, around. The door will be locked. Yeah, if Mrs. K is listening to this one, the door's double bolted
0: and the keys been changed. But uh, yeah, any uh, any New Year's resolutions for you? Uh, no, not I haven't. Well, I haven't had a chance really to to go through. I usually make a few. Hmm? Yeah, I keep them quiet though, Jed just in is case right? just in case i don't hit them yeah um you look as if you've got a few lined up there haven't you uh
1: well yeah it's it's wedding year for us so we're uh, we're only 5 months away from from the big wedding big day so the wedding diet and fitness regime has to start in abundance um so that kind of uh, that kind of beer that you've brought around for me probably probably hasn't helped but it's the um, last one yeah yeah this is it just uh yeah just uh, you know before the before the normal day job starts again Uh, So that's the big one really, and just everything, get fit, lose a bit of weight, um, save some money for the wedding, so uh, that's it really, that's very much much what applies. But it got me thinking, what would the regions and uh, the professional clubs in Wales, what would their New Year's resolutions be? So for this week's Fact or Fiction, we're going to keep it stuck to that theme and have a look at what... Uh, The New Year's resolution should be for each of those teams. And we're going to chuck a New Year's resolution for Wales in there as well. We'll try and keep keep that short and sweet. Um, But yeah, so that's what we've got coming up. So if you've not listened before, Factual Fiction is the first part of the show where we debate a series of statements to get to the bottom of um, the the big topical issues from from Welsh rugby. And as I say, this year, uh, this episode, we're going to keep it... um, Themed around resolutions. So, do you want to start, Dan, or do you want, do you want me to start with one of these? Yeah, you, you start. All right. I am going to go, then. We're going to start with Cardiff Blues, All if right. we may. And I'm going to say, Cardiff Blues New Year's resolution has to be get and announce a new
0: head coach. Fact or fiction? Fact. Has to, Yeah, it has to be done. Um, just to sort of keep the, I think, keep the momentum going, really. I've been impressed with their performance. Um over the sort of festive period and yeah. they've played they played some good rugby. They've been a lot more physical than they have been. They just haven't been able to get over the uh over, over the line Under of the whitewash. The, Yeah, which I do feel will come.
1: Although it helped um it helped with George Clancy just awarding tries willy nilly, <laughs> regardless of whether oh they dear. were the referee shorter than I again we'll, we'll come onto that later. Uh, but, well maybe um, we shouldn't. But uh yeah, I mean, everyone else is commenting about it, not they? Yeah, it's um I mean, I'm not his. I'm not his biggest fan at the best of times, but yeah, we will chat refereeing
0: later. But they have kind of impressed you with their recent performances. Yeah, they have. They've um, they're playing some they're playing some some good stuff. I think that they they look they look a better side um, when they've got. Um, uh, what was the chap? Thir- number thirteen? Um, Lilo. Uh, no, no, no. Um, no. Nope. Um, his name's completely gone from my head now. Um, Smith, Smith yeah. yeah, yeah. When he's playing um, defensively, he's a he's a he's a really really good. I've good... been
1: impressed with their defense actually. I think this this whether it's down to Sean Edwards or whatever it is, their line speed was was fantastic in both those games. And it's, it's, gotta it's got to be down to Edwards, isn't it? you'd think so. And it's got better as the season's gone on. So that's definitely been one thing. The driving more gave Scarlett an awful lot of of trouble yeah, that doing
0: that game. Really caused some some difficulties, didn't it? They were yeah they uh they were going they were going to get some big big yards when they up the pitch with that mm. um so all of this all of this feels like a really good great foundation. Youngster. Yeah, yeah yeah I mean, young in
1: particular was really impressed in the last couple of yeah, games. he looks catch some nice lines has't any good offloads some really nice touches so he's only twenty yeah so you'd expect plenty more to come so you great. feel like
0: there's there's stuff there to work with for a new coach there's load there's loads to work with. i mean there's loads to work with, isn't there? A load of youngsters coming through. Some of the the, the big name players are standing up. Um, quite, you know. Dan, Danny Wilson's done a done a good job, isn't he? Well, they fourth now in the conference as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Again, you called it. Conference. You, yeah, I know.
1: You're looking <laughs> at me as if I'm still entirely sure how. That, what is how it? it works. What is it? I don't know. I, I, think um, I must be the most confused man yeah. in the uh, out of any out of any Pro Fourteen fan as to as to how it works, but. Yeah, I, I feel like they've, they've definitely moved on. But the thing that I find is a bit of a concern is they're going to need to recruit in the summer. They're going to need to get players in. They're going to need to hang on to some of well, these... They have mentality. held on, haven't they, to, to, to a good number. Which is, which is great news. But I just think it's going to be very, very difficult if a new coach doesn't come in and isn't, you know, isn't established until, who knows, you know late January, February, March. God, that doesn't need much time to, yeah. to recruit. If you look at how active... You know how active dragons have been, obviously quite with a, a big kind of fanfare, and you look at some of the other sides. I would suggest that they're going to need they're going to need someone in place to to make sure they can do the best business possible.
0: So, well, Dickie said that, isn't he? That his, his main his absolute priority now is to get the coach, you know, get the coach locked down and, and make an announcement. So do you think that they've they've got someone lined up and it's just ironing out because we spoke about Jordan Murphy a couple of weeks ago or do you think actually it's proven more difficult I think they've got someone they've got someone lined up yeah and there's 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 two people in the fray um, and uh, they're just sort of ironing out a few bits before they make the make the announcement um, um, but yeah def, it's a absolute fact for me you mentioned Gary
1: Smith and we've We've mentioned this a few. Well, you, you mentioned him eventually when you remembered his name, but we've it's mentioned IPA. <laughs> one sip of it. We we mentioned a number of times the the combination in the centre, and I felt it again watching the the Blues versus Scarlets. That I think Halaholo and Lilo are both terrific players, but
0: I just find them far too similar. Yeah, it doesn't come. It doesn't come off enough, does it? And I don't more think often it than does. not, it goes wrong. So yeah. the. We said it before, but they make. There's one break that comes off that's golden, um, and, and and outside of that, it just doesn't click. So um, I mean, that, that that that's something that they've really got to look at, isn't it? Is do can those two players play together? Um, they're great individuals, yeah, but that, that doesn't make a team, does it? And they just look far more balanced. And Smith, I don't think he's the. I don't think he's the app. You know. I don't think he's the, the complete answer, to be honest. But he just—he just plays. You know what he's going to do. Um, he's quite organisationally sound, and it could be someone else in that mould that would step in and, and fill his—you know—and fill that role in in the future. Mm. But yeah, they—they they need to look at that. And that again, that will be something that will
1: come with a with a new head coach. Because they'll have their opinion on on those kind of selection issues. You know, I think there's going to be an interesting selection when it comes to the back row when everyone's fit as well yeah well robinson he's he's playing very well robinson's played really well i was mighty impressed with ellis jenkins on his comeback he looked so so comfortable didn't he there was no you know he came on very early when nick williams went off and he didn't look in the slightest bit rusty he looked like a player who'd you know who had been playing throughout the whole of the season which is really good to see
0: yeah it's great to see him back on the park took control of things didn't he Spoke like a true captain, just little little steps, um, little offloads, you know, great over the ball, and yeah, complete performance of that. Yeah, I think I think he's an absolute class act. So, uh,
1: yeah, good to good to see him back. So we're both in agreement then that New Year's resolution for Cardiff Blues is getting announced a head coach. Yeah,
0: all definitely. right, magic.
1: Do you want to give me one?
0: Yeah. Okay, then. So, what are you go for? Um, This is geared around the Ospreys. Yeah, New Year's resolution should mm-hmm. be to sign the Worcester Flyer, 22-year-old Josh Adams. That's an interesting one. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's
1: in outrageous form, isn't he? He's yeah, he's been... nine tries. And again, only 22 years old, so a player who we know has, you know, you'd expect there to be a, f- a fair amount of potential to come from him as well. am going to be brutally honest, as you know, I, I don't watch a huge amount of, of the English Premiership, so I've only seen him on, on the highlights and, and the various articles and... And bits and pieces on social media, but it does strike me as the kind of player who I I do think they need a touch of class in that back line You know, as as much as Corey Allen can kind of do a job on the wing,
0: they're using they use players to fill in, though, don't they? And then their actual wingers for me aren't quick enough. Yeah, and
1: and you end up with Dan Evans on the wing, and I'm a big fan of Dan Evans, but
0: I don't. He's not a. He's no way is he a winger. But and then. You know, I've been critical in the past, and I've had you know Hasler and, and and Dirksen. They're not they're not pacey enough. So yeah. Josh is an absolute flyer. Yeah, some serious is, wheels. What he has got is pace. Yeah, um, and knows where the line is. Um, so he'd be a great, great addition, wouldn't he? He would. It's yeah, it's an interesting one because I'm not entirely sure what is what
1: his contract. I think he signed a two year contract back in the autumn of 2016. So my guess is that that runs out in the summer. Yeah, if it's a two He's season two, deal, two deal. Yeah. Uh, But you know, if there is a chance, then I think I think most of the regions would be. They will, not would they? Be yeah. looking for that, and again, there's a lot of talk about about whether he could, especially with injuries in the back three for Wales, is could he feature during the Six Nations? And if he does, and he gets even in the squad, that I think that would be enough for him. Again, you know, providing that the the contract stuff does make sense, that that would be a reason to bring him home at some point. So, yeah, I, mean, I think that would be a shrewd bit of business, actually. Did you see him go to the Ospreys? I could do, yeah, definitely. Uh, Anyone else? Here's one for you. you. We mentioned George North a couple of weeks ago on Fact or Fiction. Where would you be? Would you try and recruit both of them if you're the Ospreys? Would you hone in on North, the big marquee signing, or would you look at the guy you think's got a bright future
0: ahead of him? I'd be looking, looking for the youngster. Yeah. Looking for Josh Adams, yeah yeah i do think it's important to bring back north because um i think it marks a a sort of change in what uh, you know in what in what the Welsh setup are trying to do then in bringing all the players back but in terms of an, an actual you know getting getting the most out of the signing you'd you'd go with you'd go with josh wouldn't you
1: yeah i think i think um i think it does make sense i mean to be perfectly honest i would be i would have been tempted to say for New Year's resolutions for the Ospreys is to get Corey Allen to shave his hair. I don't know if you noticed that he's it's got, got an Almighty. Over. He's got an Almighty Yeah, I, I was thinking that when I was watching <laughs> the He's got, got to go, isn't it? I know. I, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sure I wouldn't say it to his face, but. Um... <laughs> It, it does. Feel, it does feel like that's time to that's time to get the get the clippers out. Yeah, then. he's uh, he's clinging on there. <laughs> he took his try well, mind, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, oh, frustrating game. That we'll get. I mean, we'll get to the dragons later on. But it felt like a bit of a training game. That one. It, it didn't oh, seem to pretty. have the intensity of a. Um, we'll have to catch up with with Scott at some point in the next couple of weeks because I'm sure he'd say otherwise when he got on at the end. But it, it just it didn't seem like the. The intensity that we've that we've come to expect this season. So I, I don't know. I, I found that a frustrating game. And but you're right. Yeah, he took his he took his chance well. Um, I I think yeah. We've said it before. I think he's great a centre right winner. Yeah, it was great pass, isn't it? Yeah, it really. Bigger kind of, doing what he does. Well, doing a bit more. You know, doing a bit more um, instinctive stuff. Really, isn't it? I think from bigger stuff. Yeah, I mean, like his that. take yeah. Yeah, I mean, we know we know he can do the the aerial stuff really well. I just think it's the, you know, the the break that followed and then the pass inside. It's it's kind of the stuff that perhaps he doesn't get enough credit for. Yeah, but... he a good game, solid game. All right, um, is, should that be the New Year's resolution for the Osprey? I, I would, yes, I think it should. But I would broaden it to say that they need that's the kind of recruit they need to bring in. So I'd say their New Year's resolution for me has to be get. It's just a bit broader, and it's they have to get their recruitment right this summer. Because I don't think they got wide the all across the park,
0: but specific, yeah, particularly the backs. I do think the I do think wing is a real position they're des they're, they're desperate crying yeah, out for because when when they go wide, yeah, you know the, if if it's if it's Hasler and Dirksen, they 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 check back in. Neither of them have got kicking games. The you know they're quite powerful chaps, yeah. aren't they? They're equally likely to uh, to do something a bit silly, well um, particularly Dirksen anyway. Um, but yeah, okay. So, so you're you're
1: sort of fifty fifty. Yeah, I would just broaden it a bit and say, I mean, look, if they were to pull off players like him and bring in that kind of that kind of young, really informed player, I think that That'd would, be that would work well. Because I just think, yeah, like, you like, know, yeah. We'll talk okay. about some well, signings later. You're gonna up, have so to give.
0: you gonna have to go fact or fiction on it. I'll give you that one.
1: All right, I'll give you that one. I'll say I'll say fact. Although I think it's it's just that. a little bit broader than that. <laughs> He's not happy. Alright, what am I going to do next? I'm going to go Scarlet's next for the next one. Now again, it's been some year for them, uh, 2017, obviously the title winning season. But they're not perfect at the moment. And I would say the area that they need to concentrate on in the new year is their kicking game. And so yeah, I would say New Year's resolution for Scarlet's is the kicking game. In, in, In particular? In particular, Gareth Davis needs to stop putting in these aimless long box kicks. 'Cause I think we saw over the over the festive period, you saw what he's really, really good at when there's broken play around the fringes, his finishing's fantastic. I just think that they looked it looked really quite aimless at times. And actually they're the best side with ball in hand. So Yeah, I thought well, his we've...
0: kicking game was a little bit better than it has been, Did but you? that's probably yeah. how, how a sign of how bad it's been. Yeah, I thought he kicked better. Um and he put in some nice um, not his box kicks but he put yeah. in some nice little touches there which was one which was a really see. nice kick over yeah. the top where he he's, looked up
1: yeah. and dicked it in
0: and I think generally he's in really good form he I'm is just, in great form it just yeah.
1: doesn't seem right and it doesn't look right with Patchley the Patchley's shanked a few it just doesn't seem like they're confident kicking the ball away it feels to me like they want to run it and I kind of think well if that's your instinct then let's go for it obviously I would say that but I just think if that's the, if that's the way you want to play what I thought towards the end of the Blues game is when Dan Jones came on, he gave them a much more assured. And he put in one particular monster yeah, clearance big, kick, big kick that was um, wasn't it? out on the left. Yeah, I, and so I kind of wonder, well, do they need to do they need to look at utilising him more rather than just right at the end of games?
0: You know, we have said that before as well. I think they do need to use him more. There, there was, I I firmly believe that he would have been used more um, if he hadn't had the um, head issues with mm. his head, didn't he? But um, it's a nice. He's, it's a nice option to bring him on isn't it he's a, he's an old school kicking 10 isn't he mm. and uh, yeah that's something the scholars have been missing
1: yeah it is and I, I think um, I don't know I think sometimes we've said it we've said it a number of times that you kind of pick horses for courses and if it is a day in in Clemethley and it's, it's lashing it down and the, in the winds howling around Parker Scarlets, then actually do you look at, at trying to control it with him as a 10 rather than you know, rather than having Patrick, who's much more of a running ten.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah. On if the if the Scarlets can, um, they've got a they've got a a, a strong, pa- very very strong pack, haven't they? Um, and defensively, they're outstanding. They and they can kick the ball off the park more. Mm. So and and look to get a look to get a hold, you know, and attack some of the line-outs. because they've got great operators. You know, you look at Shingler. Um, you know, you still steal you'll steal a ball for fun, will not he? And there's a tendency for them to kick it open and and let teams have a you know and then they back themselves, let teams have a run back. But I think they can put it out more and put squeeze pressure that way. Let's counter that then by saying we've already highlighted that Cardiff Police called
1: caused them no end of trouble with their driving line, out Would you be kicking the ball away, you know, in a game like that or or what went wrong for the Scarlets in that regard? Because, you know, you wouldn't be kicking the ball off the park if you knew that that was coming back at you every single time? Or is that just a one-off performance?
0: Well, I mean, the Blues, that was, I think that took that took the Scarlets by surprise. Um, They're not the biggest pack, the Blues. No, they've been building towards this, haven't mm. they, though, to a degree. And I think Matthew Reese is just at the absolute heart of this. Look, he is an absolute animal, isn't he? Just, I looked at him on
1: New Year's Eve, and I actually thought, God, you could, you could chuck him in a whale
0: shirt. Well, you could easily, yeah. couldn't you? He's so fired up. He looks... You know he's he's huge, isn't he? Yeah. Looks like he's had a good um, a good feed, but he's in in great nick. Um, he's just like a man possessed. And he was winding people up. A few niggles as well. Um, I would hate to play against Matthew Riggs. I yeah. I honestly right think face. Hey,
1: all of the players playing in Wales, he would be right at the top with the players I would least like to play against. Yeah, but you
0: but you'd most want to be on his side. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I think when you've got someone like that just driving through the spine. Mm. Um, it makes it really difficult. So if he's on form, it, it makes a big difference. But I, I, I do feel that the other scarlets, if they can get that kicking game right, and it is something that they're going to need to work on, as you're alluding to. Then, so you think that because they don't, they don't kick it, um, in the, they don't kick it away that often. Then it just didn't, it didn't look comfortable to it, me. It's, it, it looked like a tactic. Yeah,
1: I think they wanted to be running it. Or cross kicking, or... yeah, or cross kicking. Those well, didn't, look, didn't look particularly <laughs> comfortable doing. Um, uh, yeah, putting those putting those box kicks in. I don't think it's the strongest area of his game, and I think you know if you need a if you if you need a nine to do it, it kind of almost said, well, do they have confidence in in Patchell's kicking game
0: at that moment in time? And it, well, it kind equally, of didn't look they, like it. Equally, yeah, they, it, it would appear that way unless he's picked up some sort of in, injury where he's okay. He's okay playing, but he can't kick because Hadley Parks is kicking a lot. Yeah. Um. Not not he he has got a bigger boot. But so if you're not fit, if you're an outside half and you're not fit enough to kick, you, sh- you should yeah, be on well the bench. That's yeah, exactly. I just couldn't I couldn't quite work that out though. Why Parks is a neat kicker, isn't he? But he hasn't got the distance of uh, of Patchell, mm. so it is, it is a bit odd. Yeah. Okay, so
1: yeah, mine's uh, I would say I would say the nearest resolution for the Scarlets is to improve their kicking game.
0: Yeah, I'll go along with that. God, three out of three so yep. far then. I yep. kind of wishing I'd disagreed with you on the previous one. I really one. wanted to disagree there, but Go cool. cool. on then what you got for me? Uh where are we? Um okay, so still so, waiting for the dragons. Yeah, so the dragons, okay. Um so should the dragons continue to focus on player development um, at the expense of I suppose of wins really? So right, I suppose what we're saying there is, yeah, is the
1: New Year's resolution is to is to keep concentrating on performance and player development.
0: Yeah, I'm like I'm not I'm not saying that they're going to go into you know when you are looking at development you you just you're writing off games. Yeah. But for instance, if we bring Henson into this, mm. obviously he fell off that tackle. Yeah. And he was dropped. The easier thing would have been to 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 select him or at least have him on the bench. Yeah. But Jackman's obviously looking to the future. He wants to see. You know some of the younger boys, and has thrown them in there, and it you know it could well have maybe the maybe the dragons would have got yeah could have got a win there maybe with him. I would say I
1: would say that he is stuck a fact. to his guns. I would say it's a fact that that they should be concentrating on that still up until for the for the remainder of this season anyway. Right, shit gets real at the start of next season because there'll be a lot of money having been spent. There'll mm. be a lot of new recruits. It's a full on development year. I think it is. I think. It, well, what is there to what is there to yeah, play I, for, really? Yeah, you know, and I, I do think that you looked at that side on paper ahead of the Ospreys game, and I because I predicted before Christmas that that Dragons would win that one, and then when I saw that team be announced, you just thought they're going to struggle to to compete here, and and they did really. You know, I, I don't think we were really in that game an awful lot. Bullies, bullies so, really. Yeah, I think so. And um So yeah, I, I you know, I, I think it's it's fair to say, but yeah, the, the Henson point's a really interesting one because Oliver Robson came in and played really well, I
0: thought. I really enjoyed watching him. Yeah, yeah, I th- thought he, he looked was good.
1: So he looked so assured. He did. Um yeah. good for kicking game. most of the time. Kicking game was great, played to
0: those conditions. Yeah. One or two errors, which you'd expect. Yeah. Um but you'll take so much from that, will not he? I mean, playing against Webb as well and, uh, and Dan yeah, Bigger yeah playing against Webb and Bigger yeah. uh, he wasn't you know, a face, with, was
1: he with Babos inside
0: him you know
1: so it, it is it is exciting see the
0: little niggle as well with um, with Dan Bigger yeah always just I, I like that it showed that he, you know he was yeah, he wasn't going to be not shrinking violet yeah, yeah.
1: so no I, I think it worked well I you know I didn't think there was a huge amount of immediate positives that you could look at during that game and say alright oh, they did really really well but you're right you know I I think in these games you've just got to look at it for player development. Don't be writing off the Dragons at this point and saying that, oh, it hasn't worked. Because I remember times when we'd play like that when we had our first team out anyway. So the fact that you've got the youngest ever scrum half uh, out there
0: playing alongside Arwell Robson, who's got he's got little to no experience at that level. So It depends, doesn't it, on what people define as... as uh- sort of the measures doesn't it on what's working and what isn't because I just I just think this year you're allowed you've kind
1: of got a bit of a freebie here because for a long time we haven't competed the squad hasn't hasn't really improved this season in terms of bringing in a number of players it will next season what's happened this year is a load of youngsters have been given an opportunity and go right okay are you going to be good enough to uh, to play for us next season and I think generally a lot of them have, have stood up and, and gone well you know we've already said Already said about Robson there. I think Babos wasn't outstanding during that game, but he's shown some really, uh, some really nice touches. And um, I
0: also think Wainwright on the on the blindside oh, flank was I, superb. I'm glad you mentioned him. Yeah, what a performance! yes. yeah, I thought he was fantastic. Explosive, so. wasn't he? Carried so well, was in everyone's faces. Big engine on him. Yeah, he he's one to watch. Yeah, so like, you know, he? I th- I think you're right
1: bringing those players through right now so that when they go into next season, they've got experience under their belt. Because as much as Moriarty and Hibbard coming in and Bevington and Jordan Williams and Rodri Williams, you can't just look at it and go, right, well, who's the first 15? Because you're going to need all of those players throughout the course of the season. It's a long, hard season, as we're finding out right now. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think it is much more important to concentrate on that. That said, when it comes around to September next season and a new season begins you've got to look at it through a different lens and go right we need this to we need this to happen there you know we need to start seeing results rather yeah. than just performances
0: yeah and we will do as well With Jackman he said from the outset is he really, what he's going to do I like the fact that he dropped uh, that he dropped Henson I just think the easier thing would have been to put him in there mm. and he stuck to his guns behind the scenes he would have been thinking bloody hell do I pop him in there yeah. do I just put him in there he, he'll, you know he's played really well most of, you know for this for the season Okay, yeah, he was really poor in that game. I thought he was he was really bad. Yeah. But um the easiest thing would have been to chuck him back in and he didn't. I love that. So I um yeah, I just seen there's a little bit of talk now, isn't there, about, you know, the dragons. Are they you know they, have they have they moved on, have they you know, are they evolving? Um I feel they are, and that's why I wanted to mention that. Furthermore, did you see Henson's response to being dropped on Twitter? Yeah. Fair yeah, play actually? fair play to him, yeah. Um, he just he just true. seems like a
1: completely yeah. different guy to the guy who you know went off the rails when he was at the Blues and Toulon. It does seem like he's a guy who's, who's mature, and he is enjoying playing rugby and being the, you know, being the linchpin of of that side. And I'm sure you know, you, I'm sure that younger players like Robson will be benefiting from from having Henson
0: around around yeah. that camp. I think he'll he'll slot in in some sort of coaching role. You he said he, this, yeah. I yeah. do. I think he'd be great, though. I think he's. he think he's he's gearing up for that as well just the knowledge that he can pass on he's he's a quiet talker isn't he but just i'm sure that when he mentions something and if he's if you're analyzing the tapes he'll be able to say look that in this instance this is what you need to do you've got pace now i haven't you know and this is where you move it'd be great all right let's finish on wales then last part of
1: last part of this new year's resolution so have you got one or john john john
0: yeah, I've got one. Go on, go on, Let's get get see yours. Um, so, should Wales allow Gatlin to see out his contract? You've gone for the big one.
1: Okay. Uh, should they... So, what are you saying? So, you're saying Wales should or Wales shouldn't. What's the statement, then?
0: I... I, I don't know on this one, to be honest, because... I'm buying myself thinking time here, but go on. What's the, what's the statement? <laughs> um, and should Wales allow Gatland to see out his contract or... Um, or make a change before that before that point then. So if Wales announce you know the head coach is Rennie, for instance, mm. um, does he come in? Does he come in? It's gonna be completely dependent on what their current
1: contractual things are. Warren Gatlin will be the head coach for for World Cup twenty nineteen. And I think he should be. I don't see the point in changing right now. I would quite happily witness a change in the in the other coaching setup. I don't think he's going to do that either, um, but I would like to see changes in the in the forwards and attack coaching to to freshen things up because, like we said, it's just been so stale for for a long period. You of can't time. see that happening. I can't see that happening either. I think the coaching setup as it is now will be what happens when we go into when we go into the World Cup. Because see what you like about Gatland, and you know most people we usually do, he does get teams ready for the big occasion. You know, he did it with Wales in twenty eleven he did it with wales in 2015 when there was you know a whole backline injured virtually
0: He's consistently
1: done it yeah he's done you know he's done it with the lions on the toughest on the toughest tour he did it with the lions in australia so you know that's the thing that he's that he's going to bring that's why i'd like to see some other some other coaches start helping him out around it but he will be there okay we managed to keep that a lot in. more concise than yeah. i thought actually and i'm quite pleased with that because we have a tendency to Shorten to sharp. ramble on when it comes to wales uh but we got loads more coming up in just one moment. Right then, so the second part of the show we do is uh called Sinbin, but before uh before we do that Dan, we've got um got something I wouldn't mind asking you as well. Come on. Man. So it just occurred to me, you know, we've kind of had a couple of months of the season, uh so good, you know, a good three months worth of action as we come into the end of the end of the calendar year I wanted to know who your signings of the season have been so far so who have been the hits and who have been the, the flops that you've seen so far
0: one person I'll mention straight away that would be Asquith great shout! yeah um, I love the way love the way he plays um, playing pretty much anywhere in the back line looks classy um, barely makes a mistake been a really solid signing for um, for the scarlets, um, and I think you know he'd be up there for sort of play, you know players player award the way he's just slotted in because it's not easy to to go from, you know, to go from wing to centre to you know he's he's had a I think he had a spell out half. Played out half as well. Uh, it's, you know, full back I was... would
1: go as far as to say that he's the classic scarlets signing. When we did our preview show at the start of the at the start of the year you may vaguely remember that one we did about five shows in one night and i think the scarlet's was the point where we were both falling asleep because it was the last one we did but remember saying oh yeah they've also signed this guy asquith who we don't know a huge amount about he's played a lot of sevens rugby and he's been playing sub super rugby in australia but you know knowing the scarlet's he'll turn out to be a gem and that is exactly what's happened
0: yeah they they seem to do it don't they time and time again um well, they've got a great a great eye, haven't they, for bringing over these players. They just know are going to fit in perfectly not only into the side but also into the league mm. or the conference or whatever you want to <laughs> bloody call it. <laughs> um so yeah, he's uh, he's a real that's hit a good for me. Chat.
1: I I'd throw another one in there and we've mentioned him already tonight and that's Ollie Robinson. Yeah. I think given the absolute you know, the back row at, at the blues is not when everyone's fully fit, it's not really an area of concern. You know, you've got the likes of Jenkins, Navidi, Warburton, all internationals. You've got Nick Williams, who's one of the you know the most consistent performers. Turnbull, when he's playing in the back row, again, is a is a proven pro 14 player. But the the number the sheer number of the Sean Bennett as well yeah. into the mix, the, the sheer volume of injuries they have had meant that it looked like a bit of a desperation sign. You went, oh god, hang on, bring in Andy Robinson's son. On loan
0: from Bristol,
1: he has been superb. I don't think they
0: could have imagined that he'd go as well as he did. I mean, and equally, when he was um, when he was then going back to, he was only on loan, wasn't he? The fact that the Blues then went back and mm. said we, we've got to we've got to keep this guy's services shows how much he how much um, how much he was is well regarded. Then he- f-
1: freeing up the Bristol wage bill for when tower Rice, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus, I can't yeah. imagine Ali Roberts has done anything like. <laughs> no.
0: uh, but yeah, like the the sums he, that Piotr is going to be picking up. He makes the back row. Um, he, there's a perfect sort of fit there, isn't there? The balance is right. He picks up so much of the, the donkey work. Um, his tackle count's really high. I think he cuts some, some nice lines as well, um, coming back on the inside. Um, he looks, yeah, he's a real, uh, he's quite a nuisance, isn't he, mm. in everywhere. And he slows up the ball quite a lot. And I think his penalty count as well is is, is fairly low. Mm. Um
1: Yeah, I just think he's a proper nuisance seven,
0: actually. Yeah. He's he's done a he's done a fantastic job for them. And you know the way he gets back up, you know he makes a tackle, he yeah. gets back up so yeah. quickly. Um it's really sharp, isn't he, getting back up? I thought maybe he was he was putting put, putting it on because his his dad was in the crowd. But yeah, yeah, um yeah. And then you watch his <laughs> other games and he's like that week in, week out, isn't
1: Yeah, he? I I so I think I think both him and Asquith uh exactly the way that all the Welsh regions need to be recruiting you need to be shrewd. shows it can be done it shows it can be done you know you need to go out there and you need to find these little diamonds in the rough because they are worth their weight in gold <laughs> oh, is that is, is that enough cliches yeah. and uh, and dual references for you there but uh, yeah so I, I think both of them I would agree what about the the flops who've kind of who's missed who's missed the mark
0: so far in the season well so them? far sadly Hook um the Ospreys you were quite excited about I him coming was, back weren't you? yeah it was, it pains me to say it, I was excited about Hook coming in um, it just hasn't worked out as it so far um, I don't think he's been helped with, you know, with who he's been lining up with on the inside and equally on the outside I'm, I've been fairly critical of the, mm. of the Ospreys the Ospreys sort of width and the wingers there um, but um, yeah so far he'd have to go down as a flop yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I've been, I,
1: and I'm sure he would be disappointed with, with how he's gone since he's got back. It's just yeah. not looked, not looked the same, the same player uh, that we've, you know, that we've, that we enjoyed watching in an Osprey shirt over the years. So yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with that one. And I'm going to throw another one out there. And I just think Halfpenny's been a disappointment so far. I really do. And I'm, I'm you know, it, it feels harsh because I'm a massive fan of it. It's, in terms of what he's done for Wales, he's been absolutely pivotal for them, for the Lions over that period of time. I just think he's struggling. to He looks like he's trying to counter every time and he seems to get caught every time. You know, he doesn't look comfortable at fullback anymore for me.
0: He, yeah, it's a bit harsh, I think, for me. He is, He does get caught, doesn't he? He doesn't break the line at the moment at all. And I felt that actually when I was watching the game. Um, over the weekend that he looked as if he wasn't putting boot to ball and he was actually trying to run everything, mm. getting tackled. But he's still Mr. Consistent. Um, I think he just needs to... He, he Only he knows in his head what, what he's got and what he hasn't got. And I think if it is going to be that he's going to be in the right place at the right time, make his tackles, you know, well, make his kicks, Which, but he hasn't been. Um, that, again, to uh, me, indicates that he's low on confidence because when do you ever see him... Go on a, a yeah.
1: kicking streak like he did against the Ospreys. You know be, that, that yeah. almost cost the Scarlets the game. is yeah. kicking from the tee. And when would you have ever said that a side lost the game because half pennies
0: kicking wasn't up kicking. to scratch? Yeah, it's difficult. You wonder whether you know players always say, "Oh, you know, we don't take notice of social media." You know, the columnists and all those things. They do the human, and uh, you know, everyone. Uh, literally, so many people aren't there talking about how you know he's not an attacking threat mm. anymore, and I think. Somehow he just needs to. If you if you watch a game and you you don't you don't want him or expect him to counter, then he is he has a, he has a sort of a, a relatively fine game mm. almost every time he plays. So I think maybe our expectations now as fans need to change maybe towards Halfpenny, because if you go in with that mentality, he's brilliant. You imagine switching him to the to the Dragons, put him at the fullback there. T- Strip his kicking mm. out and just how he would be playing. Um, and he'd be he'd be lauded, you know. So I think maybe some of it is down to expectation. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I'm it's a really reset in it, you know. That's a good uh, that's a good counter argument. I just think that yet yeah, there is always going to be
0: expectation
1: when you when you leave halfpenny and
0: yeah, in a good way, isn't it? You're saying you know yeah. how good he is and you want to see. But also, I remember. Him making
1: breaks as a youngster, you know. or not even as a you youngster. You keep on putting you know. the video clips up. So. see it. I, yeah. No. You know. I love. I love watching him when he when he make those breaks. So, yeah. Uh, you know. I'd like to. I'd like to just to see more of that. It just doesn't seem like it's coming naturally at the moment. So I. I've been disappointed with him personally.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, I'm. I disagree. I've I've re reset myself though on him. Um, no. I think he's still he's still an underrated player, um, and you know he's almost first on the team sheet in a in a at a club capacity then mm. um and when it comes to international you i know, think he's going to be he's
1: going to be in the team out of sheer necessity the amount of injuries that there is at the moment
0: yeah but equally on you know equally when we do have you know when we are full strength he's um he's there or thereabouts depending on uh depending on our wingers on how good or how poor they are okay
1: all right let's move on to next section of the show which we call Sin Bin and this is the chance where each of us get the opportunity to uh, to chuck something in the Sin Bin that's been getting on our, our nerves this week or over Christmas, in this instance, you got anything that springs to mind immediately? No, Dan?
0: no, I need you to. Uh, do, do you want to hear it's... mine
1: first? Here? Yeah, I do actually. I need some All time. Right. Um, so there's a few things actually um, that have been, as usual. Been, <laughs> oh, there's a few. Things, have been yeah. uh, getting on my nerves. Um, I actually think the it's box would twenty on that list. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think the one I'm going to go for is the is the box kick in. We've mentioned it earlier in the scarlets. I look. I know it's part of the modern game. I just hate watching every time a number nine box kicks. It just it just drives me mad. Like, ban it. Huh? Ban it. Yeah, you can't ban it, can you? <laughs> I just like I don't know, it just it really, really winds me up. It's just and I know conditions are always gonna play a part in it. It's just something that niggles at me and, and I find it I find it frustrating. And when it goes wrong, nothing looks worse than the ill judged box kick. There is nothing uglier in the game of rugby than than watching a nine It's not easy to do it, but, is it? No, it's not. It? So don't do it It's bloody much. I'd love to watch you over there. Do you know what, actually, you're like this. When I was uh, about 11 years old, 12 years old maybe, um, I played open side flanker for my school team. And um, oh, God knows who, who against, but the ball was bobbling loose at the back of a line, at, no lifting in those days. And uh, the ball came over the top and we were in our own 22. Yeah. And I turned around instead of falling on the ball, I picked it up and performed the box kit just because, just a bit, just like that Robert Jones-style over the, over the top just to get a load of distance on it and actually it was a, uh, a remarkably good kick so yeah never kicked it since have you? I don't know it's weird because like, I always used to kick the ball in the garden regardless of what position I played I used to love kicking the ball so yeah, uh, natural then. yeah so when I moved into the second row carrying a load of bulk it, was, uh, it proved to be absolutely no use there whatsoever but yeah that's the thing I'm chucking in box kicking just bored of it
0: okay yeah I didn't expect you to say that one yeah well um Okay, uh, I would like to throw in, into the sim bin, the scrum officiating. Yeah, good show. Um, I, I could not make head nor tail of, um, of the decisions that are being made over the weekend. I thought, again, I don't play in the front row, but they, as we all know. Yeah, it's um, well documented. Love my salads. You're
1: more yeah, more comfortable eating a vegan salad absolutely, than looking at absolutely. biting bats' heads off or what whatever is this guy, it is that...
0: What does this guy know? <laughs>
1: um let's hear about your scrimmage now. Go
0: but ahead. the officiating was i i just think it was completely wrong it'd be great mm. to hear from a couple of props but for me the penalties were going were going to the wrong team each time mm. and and the refs it was almost as if they were they were backing themselves which i know you probably you know you have to do as a ref but i don't know where 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 they were getting it from um so that for me was so was so frustrating um and so that's gotta go straight in the sim bin. Yeah, I'd chuck that out. yeah, that I I agree with really you on that one. I think I think
1: generally the officiating was we you know, we've said it a number of times, but I did feel like the officiating was was substandard across the across the you know, the Boxing Day and the New Year's Eve fixtures. What, which increasingly frustrating.
0: What did you make of James Davis's uh well, moment of magic or is, uh is first it the... at first glance, that first angle they showed it from, I thought it was Ollie
1: Robinson's boot that connected with the ball. Is this what is this what we're talking about? No, when guy?
0: he when he um uh, he basically turned over the he turned over the ball. Yeah. Um did you think that was do you think he was he was offside or coming in from the side? Um no at first glance I didn't know. First glance I went, yeah, moment of magic. Moment of magic, did you yeah, I, I oh, for me I thought he was uh I thought he was uh, coming in from coming in from the side. On You're that, only but... offside if you get caught.
1: Yeah. And, well, yeah.
0: Um, I mean, it was.
1: Which I mean, again, maybe that just shows the the standard of of uh, officiating wasn't good enough, but well, maybe was, that was, shows what a canny operator he is. Because Richard, of course, spent yeah. a lot of yeah. a lot of his
0: professional career offside, yeah. and uh, but it wasn't clear cut, was it? I mean, it was it was pretty it was pretty close. How he managed to get the ball out with his one hand, mm-hmm. I don't know. He Must have um, hands like shovels, but. Um, has yep. like
1: shovels with Cubby Boy tattooed across the knuckles.
0: Yeah, he seems to get more and more tattoos, doesn't he? As uh, as the season goes on, but um, yeah, that, I'm sure that helped with his uh, man on the match performance. Yeah, yet is. again.
1: Yeah, it's just he's impossible to ignore. Or so you would think. But we'll uh, we'll find that in a couple
0: of weeks, won't we? We'll see
1: whether He won't, in... he won't get selected for Wales. you know what? You just feel like with Ellis Jenkins coming back now, that offers them an easy an easy way out. And um, I just think they
0: they've got they've got to go for it. That, you know, and Andy Powell was uh, mentioned on Twitter, didn't he? Saying that you know, great uh, game again. Powell pa- been back on the beers, has he? I think he had been. Yeah, is he, he? come off them? Um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I hope they pick you. You know, you got a you know great personality, something yeah. along those lines. You know, he wrote back, "Cheers, you know, cheers yeah, yeah, cheers, 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 Powell or so cheers." Again, I,
1: I I really like watching him play. I think yeah. I think the scarlets go up a notch when he's when he's playing for them. Yeah, he's and, wonderful. You know that break that um oh, that he made he's... as well. You know, I love that. That blistering pace that that he's able to offer, so yeah, I'd love to think that he'll he'll feature um, he'll feature somewhere for Wales when it when it comes round to it. Um, we're gonna move on to any other business as we kind of start to bring the, the show to a close. So this is just a, a roundup of all the other bits and bobs uh, from the news this week. So new contract for uh, for Lewis Rawlings. There were some spurious rumours claiming he was going to go and join Cardiff Blues, but he will be sticking puts at the Scarlets falls into that bracket again for me of Shrewd uh, Shrewd Recruit who's been, you know, a really good um a really good addition to their squad for the last couple of years.
0: Yeah, I would agree there. He gets through so much work, doesn't he? Puts in um a lot of lot of low cut tackles but equally drives people back as well. He's not the he's not the biggest of chaps, is he? But um really plays with everything. And um, I think he's a a vital, you know, vital signing for them because a lot of people were saying that he was he was gone, mm. he was he was he was going with the blues. Yeah, I'm not sure how, how much of truth there was no, in that, I,
1: you yeah. know. And I think particularly with Byrne going, he's going to get opportunities. next year. they the champions as well. He started in the he started in the final, didn't he? You know, yeah. and he had, a, he he had, had a some bruising hits, didn't he? Yeah, and I think you, know, you look back to the semi final. Johnny Sexton would have been having oh. nightmares about it, the the treatment that he's probably Rawlings still got getting. stars now, isn't he? Yeah, that was
0: a big big hit, and and to be fair, Johnny Sexton can take him, can't he? Yeah, no, absolutely. So no, I think that's it again. Another another
1: shrewd bit of business from the from the scarlets. Elsewhere, Sam Warburton uh, awarded OBE, which uh, you know, not that I am by no means a, a royalist, and I don't have much uh, walk towards these things, but if that is you know if anyone uh, deserves recognition for um i think as much as anything is his character the way he conducts himself what he's you know what he's achieved on the on the pitch i'm a massive fan of sam Walton and the work he does for uh for charity as well you know I, you know if you're into these kind of things hats off and, and
0: well done to him yeah it's difficult to argue isn't it with that i mean yeah, yeah it's a great uh, great thing for him isn't it, and his family so yeah well done all right, and last of all, we have got to look
1: ahead to some of the derbies this weekend. Uh, so Friday night, we start with the Scarlets versus the Dragons at Parky Scarlets, and I'm dreading this one a little bit. I think this could be I think this could be a very difficult encounter for the Dragons.
0: Could be a long, long evening there down in uh, down in West Wales. Um, I think the Dragons they look to be they were they were i suppose heavily bossed really weren't they in you know during the games um and i don't think it's gonna be much it's gonna be much of a muchness um against the scarlets i think this could be this could be a twenty pointer mm this could well be
1: yeah yeah. You know, like i say it's 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 difficult to see it. i i just think we're struggling so much at this you know really deep into the season now, struggling um with the the squad with the injuries and i know that like we said in in part one, that can't be an excuse this time in twelve months. But right now, I think it is, and I think that it's um, it's kind of evident that the squad has been stretched to its absolute maximum yeah. capacity. And and Bernard Jackman himself has said that they've been found wanting with the the
0: depth in there. So yeah, it's really creaking, isn't it? I, yeah. think, the squad, I think it's going to be a comfortable win this for the. I would Scarlers.
1: I would say so too. Um, and then Ospreys uh, Ospreys in the Blues on
0: on Saturday. What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, now this will be a. I'm really looking forward to this game because, um, as we've said, the Blues have been really physical, haven't they? And the Ospreys have have been right up for things as well. So I think that's going to be a really close, Mm. um, a really close game. Um,
1: Because these are the two regions who were really kind of struggling for form at the start of the season. Both have had have had some wins of late, uh, both in Europe and in. And in domestic matters, who do you see coming out on top?
0: I'm gonna to go with the
1: Blues on this one. Are you?
0: Yeah. Away win. Yeah. Away win. Let's go with the Blues.
1: Yeah. Difficult. Um, yeah. Do you know what? I'm gonna go for a very narrow Blues by Blues by two. I think it'll be a, It'd be close, it'll be a tight one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I thought that um, um, young Jared when he played very very well when he when he came on at ten and the Anzac did have a good game, but um, lovely <clears throat> those lovely little. Lovely little pump passes that he was putting in. I didn't think it was a forward pass. No, I didn't. Um, but actual... then there was about
1: four before that 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 weren't. Given. Oh yeah, but, you know, yeah. So it's kind um, of. Um... I
0: thought that was lovely, and and if you know, and Lloyd was just on his on his right, wasn't he, as uh, as the centre burst through? But obviously it wasn't 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 to be. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see him involved. Yeah, no, he's play his players, um
1: he's impressed me definitely. And that kind of seamlessly again, Dan. I don't often get many. Any nice seamless links from you, but that kind of leads us really nicely onto the team of the week, which uh, is back after a, a little hiatus. So if you haven't listened before, this is the section of the show where we um, we team up with our pals over at Adryk.co.uk, the home of Welsh sport. Make sure you um, make sure you do head over there to to have a look, um, and yeah, we basically run through their run through their team of the week and. Myself and Dan will pick out one player who we think has been the the player of the week. Um, there's also a team of the season coming out from uh, from a dry, which will be uh, today as you listen to it. So Tuesday, 5 p.m. Make sure you have a look and and see what you make of the the team of the season so far. Uh, right, this is the side Dan for this week. Fullback Carl Meyer, the Dragons. Tom Prydie on the one wing, uh, Tom James on the other. Ray Lilo and Scott Williams in the centre. Gareth Anscombe and Gareth Davis at half backs, Wynne Jones, Matthew Reese, Werner Creer in the front row, Ty Burn, Adam Beard in the second row, and then uh, Aaron Wainwright, James Davis, and Ollie Cracknell in the back row. Any in there that you disagree with to start with? Uh Mayor. Uh, Go on.
0: Uh, yeah. Um I don't think it was a gr well, it wasn't a great um a great weekend for the fullbacks, really, was it? Yeah. Um, I don't know I just I just don't think he's um, he's a good enough player really but I suppose when we're looking at when we're looking at the other performances then um, yeah I find myself creeping back to him so yeah I think you're right it, I wasn't, guess it crazy, wasn't a good you know, weekend we've already touched on touched on half penny Matthew Morgan
1: I mean that always looks an attacking threat but god his defence you know will be giving him he's nightmares. been
0: playing really well in attack isn't he yeah.
1: really well it's because, um, such, it's yeah, such a couple of, of shame. You just think oh, you they wouldn't really even attempt that They're at really? able to, they're able to iron something
0: out of that because it just wasn't. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't good enough. Yeah. Well, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Calm, we'll have to stick with. I have to stick with here, But All right. like, I tell you,
1: the one player I think was um, was off off the pace for his very very high standards, and that's Ty Burn. I thought Burn made some errors in there. It was that silly knock on, and it's not it's just you're just not he, was, he was lucky it. with that knock on I think it? he was lucky I think I was a yellow that <laughs> was a yellow yeah and yeah I think that um, yeah I think he was lucky to get away with that one so I, I don't know I'd have, I'd have probably chucked in I think potentially Corey Hill into that one or he got through a bucket load of bucket load of um, of carrying and donkey work yeah. as he always does um, and I'd almost be tempted to give it to Alan Wynne-Jones for five ten minutes off the bench because he's just right in the thick of it as um, as he always is so uh, yeah I don't know a couple of um, Couple through there that I think uh, that I think were tough, uh, kind of tough calls to to go for. But who's going to be the uh, the player of the week this year? Out of those fifteen, um, who are the who's the one that you think stands out above the rest?
0: I'm going to go with those two. All right, well, two, you give, two, you give me three. the two, and I'll make the I'll be the yeah, deciding All right. right. So um, Tom Brady. Every every time I see him play, I think when is Tom Brady going to have a great game? Yeah, because he's he's got everything, isn't he? He's big, he's quick got a good kicking game, but it just it just never seems to happen. But he really performed well, didn't he? I would, really I would well. say that that
1: performance was better than any performance he's put in in the last in the last four or five years. Really, I thought he was fantastic. It was really good to see because again, you forget he's only was he twenty five twenty. Yeah, well, he's one of the, he was the youngest
0: captain. He? Yeah. So he, yeah, a lo- long
1: long time ago. So again, you know, if they can get that out of him, then he could be proved to be another really really good addition to the. To the squad, so I was actually really pleased to see me. Yeah. So yeah. That's one,
0: yeah. And um, uh, Wainwright then for the for the Dragons, mm. at six, had a a, a a fine game. So it's for me, it's between between those two. But uh, I could easily have Matthew recently. <laughs> yeah, do you know, what? it's that's tough. F- I, I think it's Wainwright. I thought Wainwright was great,
1: particularly in a you know a really a really tough game for them. I agree with with Pride-y. Again, James Davis, I thought was just was just outstanding yet again, and Matthew Reese. But you, go on, give me the give me a shortlist. Is it just those two or?
0: It's those three for me. Yeah, Wainwright, uh, Wainwright, Pryde, and Reese. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, you make the call. I'm only go for the old time here. I thought Smiler was brilliant. He's in there. He yeah, I'm him. going for him. Why not? Yeah, good old Matthew. Based Reece. on that, so yeah, player of the week this week. Uh, is Matthew Reese, uh so yeah proving that age is merely a number. Uh but yeah make sure you head over to a drive.co.uk to see the team of the season so far which will be out um the evening uh, that you're listening to this or if you're if you're listening past Tuesday it'll be out already so make sure you go and have a look. And that pretty much brings us to a close for this week. Uh please make sure you get in touch with us let us know what you think you can do that on Twitter at attacking scrum do it on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page and we've also got a Facebook group which is, uh, which is proven to be really popular. Uh, there's loads of chat on there uh, 24-7. So if you can't get enough of your of your Welsh rugby chat, make sure you uh, search on Facebook for the Welsh rugby fans group um, and uh, and join that. You can get involved in, uh, in loads more chat with us there. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, uh, please leave us a review on iTunes. I know we say this every week but it helps us out. Uh, it helps us out massively in terms of... Um, Making this uh, this podcast just that bit easier to find for um, for fellow Welsh rugby fans. So yeah, leave us a review and, and tell your mates as well. And uh, we've got a special episode coming up. So hopefully this week we're going to be catching up with Ed Jackson, uh, uh, the the Dragons number eight, former London Welsh and Wasps player as well. who obviously had that uh, horrendous accident uh, less than less than twelve months ago. And uh, his recovery has been absolutely incredible. It's a, just an a, you know astonishing story. So uh, that special will be coming out soon. So make sure you um, you get in touch. Sorry, you you do uh, have a listen to that one when we release it. Uh, we're heading down to to London Welsh on Saturday for a, uh, for a fundraiser. So if you are around in um, in London as well, and there are tickets still available, I, I think there's another one coming up in in Feb as well. So make sure um, make sure you get involved with that uh, if you like to and uh, yeah finally again make sure you uh, you check out our sponsors uh, uk, and we'll see you next week thanks for listening